today we're going to do a survival tale. All right. And coupled with that, just an incredible story of perseverance. Okay. Afterwards. So. Are you ready for me to set the scene for you? Let's lay that scene on me. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a quote from the book I read, mm-hmm. which I'll, I'll tell you the name of the book later. Um, all right. It came literally out of the blue. I had no warning at all, not even the slightest hint of danger on the horizon. The water was crystal clear and calm. It was more like swimming in a pool rather than the deep ocean waters on Kauai, Hawaii where I go almost every morning to surf with my friend Alana Blanchard or the other girls on the Hanalei uh, Hanalei girls surf team. The waves were small and inconsistent, and I was just kind of rolling along with them, relaxing on my board, with my right hand on the nose of the board and my left arm dangling in the cool water. I remember thinking, I hope the surf picks up soon, when suddenly there was a flash of gray. That's all it took, a split second. I felt a lot of pressure and a couple of lightning-fast tugs. I couldn't make out any of the details, but I knew that the huge jaws of a 15-foot tiger shark covered the top of my board and my left arm. Then I watched in shock as the water around me turned bright red. Somehow I stayed calm and started to paddle towards the beach. My left arm was almost gone, or was gone almost to the armpit, along with a huge crescent-shaped chunk of my red, white, and blue surfboard. I am absolutely terrified of sharks. Why? I mean, obviously, that's a horrible... I just read to you why. I know, but where did your fear originate? I just... Okay, actually, I do know exactly the moment. So, in my youth, I was... There was a National Geographic magazine that that had come out that was about apex predators and apex predators mean there's no they are at the top of the food chain they have no other natural predator and um amongst these apex predators there's three in the history which in my opinion there's now four and I'll explain but there's three in the history of the world that killed that would kill for the pleasure of killing mm. Tyrannosaurus Rex. We don't have to worry about that guy anymore. Thank God. <laughs> Human beings. Okay. Not that, well, yeah, some people have pled or kill, kill for no reason at all, I guess is what I yeah. should kind of Other say. Other than like hunger. Or yeah. Safety. Like necessity. Yeah. And sharks. Mm. Specifically great white sharks. Okay. And for some reason from that moment on, I was just like, they're all out to get me. <laughs> And uh, my dad used to do that in the swimming pool, (laughs) which so for years I would get in a swimming pool and put goggles on and like look around just to make sure there's none in there. But he would like hold his little hand up like a fin and swim towards us. That's cool. But yeah, so sharks terrify me. Um, And this is my greatest fear is this happening Mm. which is why i don't go surfing (laughs) that's yeah and only in recent years have i started to venture out and do snorkeling Mm. and things to kind of i don't feel the need to get over my fear it's more i don't want my fear to stop me from enjoying parts of the earth Mm. that 
I have an opportunity to enjoy. Right. So I, I don't want to go diving, but being able to snorkel, I mean, there's, it's so incredible. Yeah. So, um, all right. Um, so this is the story of Bethany Hamilton. Hmm. Have you heard of her before? I have. Yes. Okay. I figured you had because. I think I've read her book before. Yes. That's, that's what that quote is from. Yeah. And her book is, it's, she just did such a great job. And when she wrote her book, it's called Soul Surfer. Mm-hmm. She was 14. Oh, so I she wrote not. it the, the year after this happened. She was so young. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. And of course, you know, she had people help her compile it and everything. But I just thought that was so rad, you know, and how cool to have a book written by a 14 year old to inspire other kids or yeah. a- a- anybody. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, Bethany Hamilton was born to parents, Tom and Sherry. And I love Tom's in her book. She talks about kind of her parents' background stories and Tom grew up mainly in um, Ocean City, New Jersey, and he would, but he had a surfing obsession. Okay. So when I think of New Jersey, I don't think, oh, it must be a surfing hot spot, you know? I agree. I do not think about that either. I imagine it being similar to Westport okay. out here. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, I don't know. Um, yeah, which people come out here in the winter to surf. Yeah. Um, shout out to my brother-in-law, you crazy dude. But he would come out here in the winter and surf because wow. he loves it that much. And Tom was the same way. So he would, he, in the winter time, he and his buddy would pour hot water down their wetsuits <laughs> to stay, to try to, like, like keep holding as much warmth as they could <laughs> like a like a cooler or something that's super <laughs> yeah, funny i know okay. it's so funny and i mean i don't know how long that would really help you for but maybe been insulated somewhat yeah but they would do that just to try to keep warm and she mentions like even their eyebrows would freeze over oh my God. <laughs> but they would be out there surfing um later in life uh, not not later in life like he's old just later on he enlisted uh men were being drafted for the vietnam war okay. um but he enlisted in the navy instead of wanting to be drafted mm. and he went um and served our country in the vietnam war and he was a gunman on one of the ships mm. and <clears throat> I, I guess because of the sound of the blasting mm-hmm. Of him shooting the guns, it damaged his hearing for life, which is such a bummer. That is a bummer. On one of the ships, he met this guy from Hawaii. His name was Robbie. And all he would talk about is how beautiful Hawaii is and how, you know, Tom needs to come out there and visit him when this is all over. And so I can only imagine the two of them just bunking and up together and talking just dreaming of better places and better times you know after when they came home from the war tom decides you know what i'm gonna do it and he flies to hawaii and is basically camping in like a ditch because that's the that's the era you know it's like the 70s yeah or late 60s early 70s you can just fly to hawaii with the shirt on your back (laughs) and Camp on a ditch and, call and it surf a day. all day. Yep, that's <laughs> you it. You know, 
nowadays the people camping in the ditch are not fun hippies that are just looking for a good <laughs> wave you know <laughs> it's oh, not the times same have changed. times have changed so um he and robbie would just go surfing all day um tom got a job at I think, I don't know if it was a resort or just like a restaurant, you know, kind of busting tables and everything. And sometimes he didn't have a car or a bike. So he would hitchhike because it was on like the southern side of Kauai. Kauai is really small. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we took the kids in September. And in like 45 minutes, you can get from the top of the island to the bottom. Oh, wow. Okay. It's it's pretty small. Yeah. But if there's weird traffic, I'm sure it takes a lot longer. Yeah. But um, he would just hitchhike you know down to where he was staying hitchhike wherever he wanted to go and was just living this carefree lifestyle so meanwhile or earlier i guess um sherry grew up north of san diego california and she and her sisters would go surfing all the time just loves the sport and Bethany describes this scene where her sister's like, or she and her sisters are trying to carry this surfboard that's way too long for them. And her mom's arms can like barely reach around it you know, yeah. at 12 years old. Yeah. She's trying to carry it down to the beach. And, but she just loved the water and just loved being in it. And surfing was her life. So eventually she wanted, like she kind of outgrew the California, the Southern California surf scene with her skills. And she really wanted to find something more challenging Mm. and which all I can think of this whole time is sharks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) it's so scary. (sighs) Well, I think, I think about sharks and really any creature like touching me while (laughs) that would be terrifying, (laughs) but also like rocks on the shoreline. I don't know if that's just, yeah, like out here in Westport, it's like a rocky coast. And personally, I don't think I'm interested in trying no. that sport out. But no. uh, yeah, it just looks like danger all around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't like anything touching me. I will scream if a piece of seaweed touches my leg. <laughs> I lose my mind as a grown adult. It's ridiculous. <laughs> my kids think it's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But I'm not as fearful, actually, now after snorkeling in Hawaii. Mm. And uh, later I'll explain a little bit, but we went to the place that this attack had occurred. Oh. And I snorkeled there. And oh, I was really wow. Pr- I was really proud of myself for you getting in the water. You went to the scene of the crime? We did. And, I mean, not, and you went snorkeling? I was not... I was in like That's ter- two feet of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess you'd probably be able to get out of there pretty quick. Kind of. It was. It's a w- interesting area. Okay. But um, when we get to more details in the story, <laughs> I'll explain like the terrain because it's, yeah, oof. But ever since then, I'm not as scared in like the o- in lakes and things like that. Which we <laughs> right, don't even yeah. have scary things here in our water. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, um, Sherry wanting you know looking for bigger surf um decided to move to Kauai, hawaii so Kauai is the name of the island okay so and then there's the big island that is also called hawaii which confuses me a little bit but all the islands collectively are called hawaii and Kauai is one it's um towards the tail end okay of the train of um 
of islands. And it's one of the old, I, I don't know if it's the oldest, but it's one of the oldest islands in the Hawaiian islands because the volcano has been, um, ex- I, I don't know if it's extinct or dormant or, oh, okay. but it's, you know, slowly like settling and sinking. And that's why you have like the big island mm-hmm. and they get smaller mm-hmm. down that chain is because over, you know, billions of years or mm-hmm. however long as the they stop growing they start to kind of settle with you know the water washing the edges away i didn't know that i know that's pretty cool it's it's cool so um she just kind of shows up with she comes with a friend and they show up in hawaii with just some minimal belongings and they hitchhike again up to the coast up the coast to the northern Hawaii or the northern um, co- North Shore is what they call it. And she's had saved up some money. So she's not living in a ditch like Tom yeah, was. Yeah. But, you know, she's surfing all day and um, just living the life. It's so beautiful there. And I can completely see why someone would just be like, I don't care. I'm just going to go with what I've got on me and make a life for myself because it's truly incredible. Tom noticed Sherry right away. I wonder if I'm even saying her name right. <laughs> what if it's Sheree? Mm, that's a good question. We're just going to go with Sherry. And okay, hope, hope we'll go that's with it. Sherry. Sherry, I am so sorry if your name is not pronounced this way. Um, but he noticed her right away and he asked her out immediately. And at the time, she bold. was seeing somebody else. Oh. I know. That's so bold. I know. I know. <laughs> like, it's so, it's very cute and very, like, 70s in yeah. my mind. You know, yeah. just like, hey, you're a groovy chick. You want to go out? <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Surfer girl. And, uh, but then he was very persistent. And one day, she was available and didn't have a boyfriend anymore. And the rest is kind of history from... Like, he asked her out, and they fell in love Mm. immediately. And he asked her to marry him on Valentine's Day, Mm. which is also her birthday. (laughs) Isn't that cute? I know. Oh, okay. I know. That's so fun. And then six months later, they got married. Six months? Six months. I say six months. You were engaged for, like, two days. (laughs) Literally. I don't even think it was two full months, to be honest. I don't think it was. And I'm sure everybody was like, oh, you know. Shotgun all, wedding. Mm. <laughs> Psych, it wasn't. <laughs> no, your wedding was gorgeous, too. That's funny. So, okay. So, wait. So, they started dating. And then six months later, they were married? No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no. Sorry. Hold on. No. I, I got it wrong. They started dating, but after they got engaged, they got married six months after being engaged. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty sweet. I know. So, um, from their marriage... And they're still married to this day. But they have three super cool kids. Um, Bethany is the youngest of three of the three. She has older brothers Noah and Timothy. Hmm. And with how much her family loves surfing, it was inevitable that the kids would be a part of the sport in right. one some sort of capacity. Um, Bethany Maylani Hamilton was born February 8th, 1980. And from the age of five, 
she's been surfing. She started surfing. Oh my. <laughs> wow. Know. Okay. That's Which awesome. is just incredible. I mean, it's, I love that the parents, and they didn't like push their passion on the kids, mm-hmm. but they included them in their passion. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to go out and do this. It became a family affair. And one of her older brothers, I think Timothy, he does um, a different style of surf- surfing where I think it's called bodyboarding, mm-hmm. but you lay down and you use kind of a shorter board mm-hmm. and you are more navigating it. It doesn't have fins on the bottom like a um, stand-up surfboard has and um, has like these harder edges that kind of cut a little harder into the wave. And that sounds super fun, too. That would probably be my jam. Yeah. Like, all mainly because the, my body's out of the water. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Um, and then her other brother surfs. But neither of the boys are wanted to take it to a super competitive level. Mm-hmm. They do it more, you know, just for fun and enjoyment. But I'm <laughs> just imagining this adorable little blonde five-year-old on a surfboard it's pretty cute it's so cute i love it when there's dogs on surfboards <laughs> have you ever seen that before i haven't i don't think i haven't seen it in real life I or personally oh i know i've seen lots of surfers in real life i i don't know i don't think i have i don't know you have got to youtube it that sounds pretty cute though they like just swim out there and everything and they yeah they have much. like little life jackets on Aww. and it'll be like a bulldog on a surfboard <laughs> <What? laughs> okay. standing on the front of and all it's... the dogs i would not have guessed a bulldog <laughs> that's for sure it's the best thing you'll ever see <laughs> you, need to, you gotta look into it so bethany started to compete at the age of eight and she won her first competition when she was eight wow i know eight years old and just wow, like yeah. clearly a natural I mean, her whole family loved it, but she took it to just an exceptional level at a very young age. Um, On Oahu, she ended up winning her division championship, and that put into motion her desire to really start thinking of surfing as being a career Mm -hmm. for herself. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just, again, like I had so many different passions when I was a child, but to narrow it down to one yeah. at that age and like to eight, know eight years old. Is that what at, you yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty impressive. I know. And to know what you want out of life. Yeah. Like I want to be a professional surfer. Yeah. It's amazing. And then to work towards that goal and achieve it. Yeah. Is incredible. That's so cool. I know. So, um, a few uh, other women from her, from, that island, Kauai, had become professional surfers, and that really also inspired her. So in middle school, I think she was in sixth grade, her parents decided to homeschool her. So her mom, I, I was probably, I think she was already a stay-at-home mom at this point, and they wanted to homeschool so that Bethany could surf whenever the surf was good okay. and build the schooling around that. Wow. And, isn't that that's, that's yeah that's really so cool. rad <laughs> uh, this is the try, kind of parent i'm trying to be like, yeah what do you want to do let's and like yeah like really i'll support cool. you in it and yeah. let's make that happen yeah but also not sacrificing education yeah i think that's that is such a great way to do yeah all of that yeah and yeah that's very cool so we're gonna pause here and talk a little bit about tiger sharks okay. specifically Okay. What do you know about sharks in general? 
Well, I know that there's like so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) More than we ever need. More than I can imagine. In my opinion. (laughs) Um, Aren't they basically like a dinosaur? They... Or literally have been like around for like millions. But like, no, but they, they I mean, are. they're, they've, sharks have been around for millions of years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what else? They got so many teeth. <laughs> Maybe that's just a great way. I don't know. No, all of them. I think it, actually, I don't know. But I know like most sharks have endless rows of awful, terrible teeth. <laughs> I do know that. And then uh, they come in all sorts of funky shapes and sizes, man. <laughs> like you got your hammerhead. And then there's one I can't remember the name of, but it has like a mouth that looks like a saw. Ugh. So that's fun. Yes, I've seen that one. That is awful. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got on sharks. <laughs> well, that's that's quite a bit. Um, So I, one thing I... So there was this shark documentary that... Mm-hmm. Um, one of my kids, my middle child, he was obsessed with sharks for years. And so I would watch stuff with him. And I, you know, like I didn't want to pass my fear onto my kids. I was, I've always been really careful about that. Um, and so I would engage the, into that with him. But one of the things that I learned is I think it's the thresher shark and it has this like really long tail and it's, and I could be wrong, but it's the fastest shark in the world. Mm. And they studied its skin mm. to create the material that they use for Olympic swimmers swim caps. That is like so interesting. I know. And whoever thought to do that is like so smart. I know. To do that. And their caps or the skin, the water, like as it passes over the skin, gets causes these tiny whirlpools mm. that then propel the shark forward. That's Isn't that amazing. incredible? That's so yeah. cool. They are incredible animals. I just really dislike them. <laughs> um, they also have to keep moving in order to live. Okay. So they can't, um, like even in a when they're resting or sleeping, their body is always moving because they don't, they can't flap their gills like a fish can okay. to draw water in. The water has to pass through. Oh. with their movement in order for them to breathe that's really interesting i know okay so in researching sharks for this specifically too this is why earlier i said in my opinion there's four apex predators mm-hmm. um killer whales or orca whales yeah are just incredibly smart mm-hmm. which to me makes them the scariest almost and um i learned that they are the only predator that kills sharks other than humans. Oh. And what they'll do is they'll hunt a shark as a pod. Okay. And they grab one of them. They'll chase it up to the surface where other orcas are waiting. And then graphic warning, it'll grab, it'll snatch the shark around the, the middle and then hold it upside down and until, like- so it can't, so it's immobilized and so that it can't breathe after it can't after it drowns essentially they nip off the fins and then eat it they eat the fins first and then they eat the shark that is okay how do they even know to do that how do they know to like hold it still upside down so water can't can't pass through because the currents usually move sideways right so when you hold it upside down 
the water can't, is like can't pass through the gills as easily and, well, and that's what drowns like, it i think when you flip a shark over and it's like belly is up they're like immobile and they can't move or something so that's what i'll do if i ever come into contact just with them flip just the shark flip over. over easy <laughs> easy peasy and easy then rip peasy. off its fins and oh <laughs> just God. like the killer whale and then gobble it up well that's uh that's interesting i it's uh not- orcas are ruthless man they are ruthless that's really but they're like a little gang (laughs) but i'm like okay like i guess that's their meal right like they gotta eat but like that just seems so much more horrible than just like eating oh my gosh you know usually it's like a chomp and then you feast not just like we're gonna drown you (laughs) first we're gonna hang him upside down and then get over here tommy (laughs) take a nip off this fin tommy (laughs) like Wait, isn't the dad? Oh, we should not have used Tommy. <laughs> Rats. Um, Ricky. Give me a Ricky. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Ricky. that the other friend though? Robbie. Robbie. Okay, so Ricky's the end. Okay. okay. Like, well, Yikes. all of our sharks' names are Tommy, Robbie, and mm. Sherry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, that's fun about so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you are frightening also so uh, tiger sharks specifically they're actually they have a really beautiful pattern on their skin on the top of their i think they're more they're lighter colored on the bottom like most sharks but the top is gray and has this gray tiger striping which from the surface of the water it looks you know like when the when you look underwater Mm -hmm. and the sunlight is reflecting through it Mm -hmm. casting those different shapes and shadows and um shadows yeah yeah yeah. i like the way the ocean floor looks yes okay that's exactly what their skin looks like that's some pretty good camouflage (laughs) it truly is and which and they're so obviously they're underwater so they're quiet but they're very stealthy yeah and then to have that camouflage where even if you're looking i mean all you would see is like kind of a dark shape. You right. can't make out details because of the right. way the water is reflecting. Mm. I know. Um, they can get to be very long and very large. Um, 16 and a half feet oh. is one of the largest ones that they've found, which every time I think about that, I'm like, my living room is <laughs> almost 20 feet long. And I imagine a shark almost that length. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm, yeah. Like the length of my, the long side of my living room. Yeah, that's not Just good. four feet less than that. And that's the shark. Well, I'm trying to, like, a bus is like 20 feet long, right? I think so. Okay. Um, let's see. A standard canoe is 16 feet long. So that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty long. Um. A mid-sized car. That doesn't seem right. No, that doesn't seem right. I mean, it could be. No, <laughs> eight <that's>... German shepherds. <laughs> eight German shepherds? This is horrible. <laughs> who, who created this? Okay. Two and a half Michael Jordans. Because I've met him, obviously. How dumb. Okay. Well, that wasn't as useful as I thought it was going to be. But, uh, <laughs> eight German shepherds. So that's stupid. my favorite. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> that get, okay. So. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess. Okay. A uh, 
Toyota Corolla is 15.3 feet long. So a shark that's longer than Toyota Corolla. That's pretty alarming. That's pretty that alarming. is. I don't like that. No. It just makes me shudder. Let's, let's go in their home and splash around a little bit. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> let's do it, man. Yeah. So, oh, that's just so, so huge. Yeah. So these sharks are specifically tiger sharks are called man eaters. They have a reputation for being <laughs> man eaters and are only second to great white sharks in shark attacks on humans. I had no idea. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. And they live in mainly tropical waters. Okay. Um, but yeah. They, their teeth are different than a great white. So great whites are more of like a triangle mm-hmm. shape and the tiger sharks are triangular but come up at an angle or they kind of curve to one side so it's more like a serration and it's the edges are serrated but then also it kind of curves like in my mind I'm imagining like a little wave shape and that's the shape of their teeth oh interesting and so it really saws through instead of just severing if you know what I mean right yeah it like kind of yeah, like a it's like knife action or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Weird. So because of their teeth, where one side is always pointing one direction, they're able to bite through like bone and even sea turtle shells. That's oh. how like their jaw power. <laughs> Whoa, I know. Okay. I know. It's kind of like, it would be like barbed wire almost too then. Like Ooh. it really grabs on. Oh, like that's just, <sighs> that visual. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't like that <laughs> oh man you're making a bad name for yourself tiger shark you really are <laughs> you really are so that's a little bit on tiger sharks and i didn't want to i don't want to try to like give you visual aids because i want you know people listening won't have those but i just wanted to show you the type this is <gasps> and we can add this in our oh pictures, my gosh but that is the tiger shark that that's the caused this attack it looks so big that's <laughs> like massive. way bigger than it the toyota fake. corolla it looks like bruce from <laughs> finding nemo friends <laughs> not food oh my gosh isn't that, that gnarly that's crazy and you can see it's like skin pattering yeah i wonder pattering. Like, how do Pat- they- pattern pattern you can see the skin pattern how do they even like how do they hunt down a shark that got your arm like, how i do they do have that? no idea i feel like hunting seems like kind of challenging but clearly not that to find like plenty of people a specific yeah. well i think so new when news had broken out mm. about the attack um these fishermen had caught this shark and i think that's they like called in and said hey, this could be the one right because it was like in the area feet long that that. so one of the biggest so wow i know so the morning of Bethany's attack, it was Halloween morning, and her mom was like, do you want to go surfing today? And she's like, of course. So, <laughs> <Duh-duh>. <laughs> know, uh, so they get up early and um, head out to one location. And when they get there, Bethany goes down and kind of is watching the waves, and she's not really seeing anything 
super impressive and is just like, you know, nah. And um, I think Bethany suggests going to Tunnels, which is, that's like the nickname of this other beach. And um, so they head over to Tunnels and there, like right when they're, she's kind of deciding like, I don't know, I'm not seeing any big surf out here either. And she was like, I don't want to have to just go home and do schoolwork, but I also don't really want to sit out there. If there's no waves coming in, they just have to sit there until one comes. It's a sport of chance right. and circumstance. You can't force it, you know? Right. And so she's like, oh, let's just go. But as she's about to leave, her friend pulls up. Um, her It's her surf buddy, Alana Blanchard. Alana, El, or I think it might be Alana. Alana's dad, Holt, and then her 16-year-old brother, Byron. And so they had just pulled up, and they're all getting out of the car. And she's like, oh, you know, actually, Mom, can I stay? And the mom agrees and says, you know, they can bring you home. And, yeah, have fun. So the mom heads out, and they decide to try to make the most of this situation. So to describe tunnels a little bit, it's this. So everywhere on the Hawaiian islands, there's these lava tubes. Mm underwater where it sounds really freaky but it's like kind of these like it looks like branches of lava that kind of angled down i mean if you imagine it coming off a volcano and hardening yeah um so it's just this lava rock that branches out kind of like fingers oh interesting and it's really cool and tunnels it looks like that and it's pretty shallow Mm -hmm. on the reef part so reef coral takes over these um, volcanic rock wow. formations it's beautiful that sounds really cool it's super cool it's a little hard to um you have to kind of find these veins mm-hmm. to even swim out deep enough to where you can snorkel right. because otherwise you're like sucking it in with the waves pushing you back and forth it's that shallow like right. you're and you're on top of this these coral reefs for like yards wow before you can get deep enough to really snorkel interesting yeah it's really cool and then there's kind of this like drop off underwater but then there's another reef farther out okay and so it's a really beautiful beautiful area so you have this the reef and you know rock formations directly on the beach and it's all sand and then as you get in is where the rock formations are and then that drop off and then farther out a second like reef shelf okay and um so you can see like the waves breaking on that farther out and then you're getting the wave break right on the shore as well and so for the surfing you kind of have to get out past that reef shelf where you're hitting those bigger waves because that reef shelf prevents the big waves from being closer in yeah and um so they're you know Okay, we're gonna paddle out past that. <laughs> Whenever I think of the drop off, I think of Finding Nemo. Yeah, <laughs> like that drop off. Yeah, but um, they paddle out past the drop off and past that second reef hmm. out into the deeper water, and there's still just nothing, hmm. nothing happening. No waves are coming in, and they're all just kind of you know sitting on their surfboards or laying on their surfboards, and you know, Bethany's laying there, her friends about 15 feet away. And um, 
Alana's dad and brother a little farther out. And she had this, she mentions having this. So she had been sponsored by the brand Rip Curl. Mm -hmm. And so she would always have like their merchandise. Her surfboard was a Rip Curl curl surfboard. And she had this watch on her left wrist. And she wonders in her book if that's maybe what attracted the shark. Like it was gleaming underwater. Like shiny. Or something. Yeah. Like caught its attention. Gosh. And so her arm's just resting in the water. She's just laying on her stomach on her surfboard. And when you see the bite taken out of the surfboard, I cannot believe it only took her arm. It's mm-hmm. a, it's absolutely a miracle that only her arm was taken. Yeah. Because it's it bites half of the board oh my away. And you know, like if you're like dangling your arms, you're usually dangling it at the shoulder. Right. So the fact that she wasn't like over more and yeah. didn't it didn't just chomp her body in oh, half gosh. sideways well and then to think about how big the shark is compared to like where your arm oh yeah my god one like your head would be like so close right i know yeah i know so we'll include like a photo of her too yeah with her surfboard because it's incredible <coughs> yeah because you're right your head's like ugh, man so um her one of the things this is a quote from her book too is she says if i had had my head turned and if i had seen everything the rolled back eyes the triangle shaped teeth the sandpaper like skin the pointy snout the pulled back gums i would have panicked luckily all i saw was a blur (sighs) like (laughs) so for her she didn't even register exactly what was happening right and as i described in the beginning she's just laying there and she just feels this sudden pressure and this all she saw was like this gray shape and just the tug on her arm and her she said she wasn't even in pain really because your body um probably immediately releases uh epinephrine that's not a what am i thinking adrenaline adrenaline yeah (laughs) just to keep it alive and um one of the doctors i think explained to her later that nerves like when the reason small injuries hurt so bad is it's your body giving you a warning Mm -hmm. that there's danger and to watch out okay and when you suffer a traumatic injury Often your body doesn't put any energy into sending you that warning mm. because the danger has already occurred Whoa. and now it's trying to keep you alive. Isn't that incredible? I did not know that. I that didn't either. Really and interesting. I know. Bodies and so, are really cool. Bodies are so cool. Um, yeah. It's amazing what our bodies are capable yeah. of, you know? Yeah. How cool. Well, not cool, I guess. It is cool though because that's <laughs> because if if you were freaking out yeah. in pain, you wouldn't be able to get done what you need to do to that's survive. True. Like there's like the clarity that comes yeah. and probably when you're freaking out your heart rate is higher so then you would be losing more blood right. in that kind of a situation and yeah, that is yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So the main so um, after her arm gets bitten off, she basically calmly says, 
I've been attacked by a shark. Mm. I need to get to shore and starts paddling with her other arm. And of course, everyone jumps into action and is helping her get to shore. So they have to like kind of get over that outer reef, which I mean, we're talking a coral reef. Like it is sharp. You know, there's creatures on there. There's like, and they're trying to clamber over that. And you know, Mm. they're all barefoot, you know? And so they're trying to push her on her surfboard. They use her surfboard strap as a temporary tourniquet to Mm. cinch the bleeding off. And they push her and, oh gosh, I, especially being in this location, they're not like crazy far out, but you're pretty far out and to have to get in and you can't even like use the momentum of the water because of that reef, that that, um, outer reef. And it just would have been so, I can't imagine the panic everybody went through. Right. So they get through, they're like swimming over the gap area. They're trying to navigate through the tunnels, which I could barely do just by myself with some flippers on. <laughs> you know, yeah. like oh, that was hard. Right. And um, they get her to shore. And thankfully, there's some other people on shore. And um, they find a, a paramedic that comes down and helps. He's like, you know, he knows exactly what to do. And um, her friend was, tr- <laughs> um, Alana was trying to find her water because Bethany was just like, I'm so thirsty. and that's how they ended up finding this paramedic. And he's like, don't give her any water because he knew she'd be having like emergency surgery and right. he, he didn't want anything in her stomach, you yeah. know? And so they take her in, you know, the, the ambulance, it takes of course like 45 minutes to get to the hospital. Cause it's this because it's like tiny Island too. Yeah. It's not like there's an, you know, Aww. um, hospitals right. everywhere, you know? And so Gosh. they take, they get her to the hospital and um she the whole time like everybody all the accounts that i read and the article that i read she was just calm and just collected and coherent and just and you know she says you know maybe it was just the shock but at the same time i just felt like you know okay what do i need to do next yeah. you know she just kept thinking of like what needs to happen next and and that sort of thing. Wow. All right. So when she arrives at the hospital, thankfully, I mean, I guess the good thing is because it took them a little bit of time to get there, the hospital was completely ready to start surgery when she arrived. Ooh. And the main concern from the doctor was infection. Okay. Because And blood loss. Right. But mainly infection because tiger sharks are also called garbage eaters. Mm. And they just eat. All sorts of nasty stuff. That's great. Apparently surfboards, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and shiny little watches. With arms attached. With arms attached. Mm. Uh, mm. (laughs) So their mouths are just like bacteria ridden. Love that. The doctor knew this would require two surgeries. Okay. One to... This sounds so gross. It's not really super graphic, but a little graphic. You've been warned. But to snip back the nerve endings. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We talked about nerves <laughs> in the first 
Wait, was it the second? Um, Probably all the episodes. I, I feel like it's <laughs> so been far. all of them so far. I think it was maybe in the Aaron Ralston yeah. one. Yeah. And I told you about those nasty nerves in my thumb I had yeah, to see. Yeah, I'm sick and th- <laughs> <laughs> But when you, like, the way, this is, okay, this is kind of gross. So they have to kind of, like, pull the nerve out and snip it. And then it will retract in. And what that does is it helps prevent your arm, your missing limb from having phantom pains. Because have you ever heard of like phantom pains? I have heard of that. Yeah. Oh, I'm freaking freaked out right now. I know. It's so gross. Okay. You know what though? I have been wondering about how like that whole process goes. Like, because I know there's their nerves and ligaments and um, what muscle fibers and blood vessels and so I'm like, you can't just like chop that off and call it a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? So apparently the Okay. That's well, and great. they say like, um you actually have a better chance of surviving if a limb is pulled off because the nerves stretch, snap, and retract themselves, and the blood vessels do the same. They stretch, but then they snap back in. Mm. So Whereas, you don't have to do that whole process of like of like snipping them manually, but also it stops. It helps staunch the bleeding. Right. Whereas if your arm is like cleanly cut off, mm. you have all those open. It's just like a open hose of blood loss. <laughs> Not disgusting. <laughs> so now you know. Great. <laughs> okay. Great. So they're cutting nerve endings. And, <laughs> everything like all my nerves are like i know I it makes me it. think of like the wit- the wicked witch's feet when <laughs> yes. dorothy's house <laughs> and she takes the shoes off and they just curl up and retract <laughs> no yeah that's yeah yeah that's a good visual <laughs> so the first <laughs> surgery they're gonna snip those nerves so that they retract to reduce like phantom pain and then they have to leave it open packed with gauze so to watch for infection to make sure it can breathe and juice itself out i don't really know the technical term for that yeah Yeah. let's juice this one i think (laughs) oh my gosh that's pretty good yuck oh man and then the second surgery like because of how much of her arm was missing she just had like four inches left, but it's enough that she still has her shoulder. Mm. And so, because it was just like below the armpit. And so he was able to save as much of her arm as he could and then used like that skin to right. seal up the the wound. Yeah. And she mentions, you know, when she comes to and sees it, in the mirror, she was like, she was just devastated because it was, she felt like Frankenstein, yeah. you know? It was so Aww. much worse than she thought. And yeah. especially, she's 13 years old. Did I even mention that? I don't even know if I mentioned I think that. You did. Okay. That's this, really sad. Poor, like, you're at the height of like wanting to be cute all the time. Maybe not her because she's way cooler than well, I probably, was. Probably, though. I feel like most, yeah, most 13 year olds are yeah. all the perception. And. Then to, and- that's yeah that sucks man <laughs> there, that's just there's no way to put it that, that just sucks that's yeah like a horrible situation i know it really sucks mm-hmm. so one of the things she mentions is people um 
I, I just love this quote from her. But people would always, even before this incident, say, well, what about sharks when they find out she's a surfer? Mm. And what if, what if you get attacked? And, you know, those are common things. Like, I probably said that to somebody before. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, uh, Bethany says, and I quote, life is full of what ifs. You can't let it hold you back. If you do, you're not really living at all. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's a really good quote. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let it hold you back. That's good. I know. And uh, she really mentions her faith in her book. There's like a whole chapter just on her faith as a Christian and how that is what got her through Mm. and just always feeling like God had a plan for her and this tragedy he's going to use to help so many people. Yeah. And it's amazing how fast she jumped on board that thought process Mm. and has used this to help so many people. Wow. And, um, so, one month after her attack, I thought it was like, oh, maybe like a month after full recovery or I don't know. Yeah. But it was a month, not even less than a month, because this was Halloween day. The day before Thanksgiving that year. Wow. She gets back in the water and tries surfing again. What? <laughs> the heck? Girl, your arm's still juicing. Get get out of the water. What are you thinking? Isn't that... That can't be approved by the doctors. There's no way, right? Like, I just got a tattoo, and it's like, it takes, like, six months to fully heal. You know what or, I mean? like, an ear piercing. And an ear piercing, but you're going to go out there with your limb dismembered or whatever, and you're just going to... Okay, so... Okay, whatever you do, you Isn't girl. that one... Well, and, okay, not... So, that part is remarkable like you like you said i mean she just had a dismembered (laughs) limb yeah and gets back out there let alone like the fear your mental how how did she do it and part of it is she does say like if she feels like if she had seen it happen Mm. she probably would have just relived it over Mm. and over but because it kind of just happened to her and it wasn't like she didn't wasn't fully aware of exactly what was happening and couldn't see it happen the way that you would think it just happened so quickly. She says she thinks really helped her mentality behind it of feeling like, you know, it was just a random thing and I can get back out there. And she wasn't reliving the, the trauma of it over and over in her mind the same way. But I'm like, you're 13 years old. Yeah. Missing an arm a month out of the hospital. She was only in the hospital a week and is back in the water surfing. That's just, it's It's amazing to me. I don't, I can't imagine. So in that was, that all occurred in 2003, October of 2003. In 2004, she would go on to win the ESPY, which stands for um, Excellence in Sports Performance Yearly. She won the ESPY award for best comeback athlete. Wow. And that same year, she won the Courage Teen Choice Award, which I'm like, yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. It was right. 
Um, and then she immediately starts competing again. Wow. And has not lost sight of her dream of being a pro surfer. And initially, you know, directly after the loss of her arm, she felt that way. Like, how can I ever get in the water again? I mean, she had her doubts. But even when she mentions them in her book, I'm like, you wrote this book when you were 14 years old. This happened when you were 13 years old. And she's still like, it's all about looking forward and Mm -hmm. trying again. And I'm like, how are you not? It's it's amazing, just yeah. her positive spirit and yeah. her drive. Yeah. So um, later on, she met and married. <laughs> His name, I laugh because um, I, have, I, I know I'm quoting her a lot, but her book is so darling. And then on top of that, there's just so much material out there from her that is really endearing. But she married a youth minister, mm. and his name is Adam Dirks, and they got married um, in August in 2013. Mm. And a little quote from her, she says, I was only going to marry a surfer, and then I met Adam. I was like, maybe I'll change my plans. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like her whole little life, just like, I'm only marrying a surfer, right. you know, and kind of, especially like seeing her parents and how much they love it together. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> falling in love with a minister right. who doesn't sound like he surfs. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. That's like a, yeah, that's funny. Together they have three sons, which I can only imagine probably are all surfers. <laughs> <laughs> and she is like her, when you look at pictures of her when she's little, she is the most adorable child you've ever seen. And she has naturally very blonde hair Mm. but then living in growing up in hawaii with that sun just bleaching it out it's like this just little bleach blonde tanned little girl she's so cute so some of her um as she went on to compete um she some of her accomplishments her list of accomplishments is way too long to like this is where please look it up because (laughs) you will be really astounded but in 2004 she won the nssa which stands for national scholastic surfing association Hmm. um she won the nssa national championships in australia and that was her first win since losing her arm wow and i'm like (laughs) the fact that they even mentioned that i'm like that was literally just the year after right she's just she is back at it and back at being that good and won wow. this championships. Yeah. That's incredible. In 2005, she won the same title the following year. In hmm. 2007 is when she became a professional surfer. Wow. So she must have been, what would that be? Hmm. <laughs> 17 or 18? Something like that. At that point? <coughs> I'm just impressed you know yeah um in 2007 she won the nssa regionals also in 2007 the tnc pipeline women's pro us in 2008 she got third in roxy pro surf festival in australia wow and she has traveled all over the world yeah for some of these competitions in 2009 she got third in rio surf international brazil and I mean, with when at this level, 
you're competing against the best in the world. Yeah. And so to win anything or be third is inc- and she's not in a um she's in just the normal women's category. She's right. not in a like disability category right. or like a special olympic sort of thing. Yeah. This is against people with Everybody else. all limbs, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. In 2009, she won or she got second at the Billabong ASP World Junior Championships in Australia. In 2014, she won the Surf and Sea Pipeline Women's Pro in the U.S. In 2016, she got third in the Fiji Women's Pro. And her most recent accomplishment in 2000, or last year, sorry. Mm. I was going to say 2022. I'm like, I've never said it that way. 2022. I always say 2022. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That was weird. <laughs> um, but then we don't say like, oh, I guess we do say 2016. Yeah. I think what's it? What? What? 2010, right? Yeah. 2009, You're 2010. Right. Now that I say that, those all sounded weird. Um, but <laughs> last year, <laughs> in 2022, <laughs> she got fourth at the Priority Destinations Pro, and that was in the United States. Wow, so she's still out here getting titles and stuff. I yeah, didn't know that. With three kids. Dang, girl. Raising three. She has a whole family. She's and like not letting anything hold her back. Not to no. say that children hold you back. That's no, not but, what I'm saying. No, but nothing's slowing her down. Nothing is slowing her down. And you know she's probably the best mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, she doesn't do anything harsh part, harsh right. way. <laughs> she doesn't do anything part of the way right. i can only imagine she's just an incredible wife That's and mom magnificent. yeah so where she is now um she and her husband and their three kids live in Kauai mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. and um she created it's called friends of bethany and it's a foundation that reaches out to amputees like youth specifically and other youth that have gone through traumas in their life mm. and things like that and her goal with that is to really help them find hope in Jesus Christ. Okay. And she does these really cool retreats and camps and um, offers like different scholarships for kids to come on these retreats with their moms or um, her and her husband run one that's boys. Mm-hmm. It's all boys. Mm-hmm. And but her heart, you know, is just really for kids and encouraging them and helping them see their potential and encourage their faith. That's so cool. It's really cool. That's very cool. So to end on one more quote from her, um, she says, courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage means you don't let fear stop you. Mm. Wow. That's just amazing. Like how she goes through this really horrible traumatic event. And just keeps on going. I know. I'm like envisioning myself and um, I had a cold a week or two ago and I didn't do nothing. I didn't clean my house, didn't prepare any meals. It was just like, oh man, I can't go on like this. I got to get a little bit of, a little bit of that Bethany Hamilton in me. I know. And, and just uh, go yeah. for it, man. That's incredible. I know. That's amazing. It is. It's really incredible. And there's this cool picture that I saw of her where she's standing looking out at the ocean and she's has like one of those um, exercise bands and she's holding it with her foot. She's standing up and she has it on her like shoulder stump and she's lifting it up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's in her book that I saw this picture, but it was her like 
exercising her stump so that she could surf and mm-hmm. I'm like it's just a cool picture because it's she's looking out at where she wants to be at right. getting ready to do what she wants to do training her body yeah. and just like you said like she just nothing stops her nothing you know stops her. Yeah. it's really cool yeah she's like that's yeah that's cool being proactive creating a plan pursuing it and doing it yeah that's fantastic i know and then also like being so creative to think of ways to help other people just like her yeah that's really cool i know there was this neat or have you ever seen um the movie dolphin tale no i don't think so it's about this dolphin and it's a i mean of course the movie's embellished but it's a true story about this dolphin named winter that they find um, in Clearwater, Florida, on the beach. It had been beached, and it was a baby dolphin, and its tail was so damaged. It had been, I think, wrapped up in a net or something mm. that they had to amputate the tail. Mm. And so he has, like, most of the tail, but the fluke mm-hmm. has been amputated. And they make this, um, they made this movie about that story, and... Um, I love that Bethany Hamilton has a cameo mm. in the movie and she's in the movie as herself. Yeah. But part of like the um, story of winter and this is in real life too, not just the movie, but just how inspiring this dolphin has been mm-hmm. because they've been able to rehabilitate him and they made him a prosthetic and all sorts of things. And it's really incredible and he's been so encouraging to especially children yeah. or, you know, war veterans yeah. that are missing limbs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's this part where Bethany Hamilton is in the movie and I'm like, oh, that's mm. so cool, you yeah. know. But, yeah, that is the incredible story of Bethany Hamilton and her just perseverance to follow her passion no matter what. And she mentions being afraid. You know, like people are like, oh, aren't you scared? She's like, yeah, but not too scared to not do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still want to be out there. Yeah. And that's the part where she says, you know, about courage. It's like courage isn't not being afraid. It's basically being afraid and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's good. That's really good. If you love it, go do it. Yeah, absolutely. So all of you get out there. I won't be out there. <laughs> But I'll do other things. That I'll I get out there and do. do other things. That's right. I'm not going to let nothing hold me back. Oh, That's fantastic. I know. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Resolute. Follow and subscribe on Spotify, Patreon, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.